Welcome to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable, the podcast for all things dwarfy. Every couple weeks or so, your hosts gather to talk about our favorite game, Dwarf Fortress. So let's join your hosts, Roland. Also closer to the German word. No, it's uh, Vince with a Z. Tony. Yeah, same same kind of thing. You, so you can tell we were all pals at one point in history. And Jonathan. Vintner. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. That's much more satisfying than winemaker. As they present insightful, irreverent, and often incorrect analysis. And always remember, losing is fun. All right. Yeah. And we are recording. So today on Dwarf Fortress Roundtable, we're talking about winemaking. No. We could. <laughs> I've made wine. I could, we could talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, there's not really much of a... Yeah, there is wine. Yeah, but there's not much of a choice you can make about it, right? Can you tell your dwarves to make wine? Oh, in real life, I've done it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's in, pretty In the universe. Cool. In, in the... But, yeah, uh, in the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you just need Yeah, breaks. you can do that, but yeah. they'll make wine out of other stuff, too, won't they? They'll make, like, apple wine or something, or, like, mm-hmm. potato. Like, they, they're... They're all fruit. Strawberry wine. They're accepting of all fruits. It's from the way I understood it. Strawberry wine, the choice of the young dwarves. <laughs> the, the dwarves from Boone's Farm. Exactly. So you guys were saying uh, very short histories usually had a really good way to see like dragons and things like that. Yes, yes. They sadly die out very quickly. Although, of course, it's only been two years, but my latest fortress has been running for a couple of years there have been sadly no dragons as of yet. That is sad. Hmm. Got like ninety something dwarves in the fortress right now. What do you guys think of these worlds that get generated where they're all like islands and stuff? I'm never a fan of the island or fortresses. It is the most fun way to play in, uh, Empire Earth, though. Fair with enough. The island maps. I'm trying to decide if we're keeping this island map. <laughs> Did, did you just say Empire yeah. Earth? Yeah. That's Oh my that's god, that's old. childhood. That but um yeah, it, it is. But I tend to like the islands because you can really focus on what's just on your island and very tiny islands do not tickle my fancy. I need something that is slightly larger and maybe it can take like two fortresses on it. But um, then you have like a really cool little dwarven island and you can focus on whatever is on that island. And once I had an island that uh, was the only reanimation biome in the entire world. All right. (laughs) And uh, that was terrible. And uh, I still have nightmares. (laughs) Fair enough. I've never really delved very deep into the advanced settings of world creation. Is that something, the continent size or island size, is that something that you can affect? I think it is, yeah. I just, every time I look at it, I start trying to change stuff, and then I run the island generator, and it's like, oh, well, you messed that up. Yeah, we're not generating anything now. So it makes it a little tricky. Yeah, you, I think you have to work with the, 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 the like, depth of the ocean and the height of the mountains a little bit so that you have, a, like, a really deep ocean. And really high mountains, so you mm. have a lot of islands. But that is only what I know about it on paper, because it never works for me when I use advanced generation as well. I I can't do it. <laughs> a few episodes ago, we were talking about how the individual world updates happened while you're doing a fortress. So does it happen? Does everything in the world happen with every click while your fortress is happening? And uh, Dev indicated that 
it happens in batches. So uh, apparently, I don't know that it actually happens seasonally, but he said that it happens uh, in batches. Sounds pretty reasonable. What are you guys' feelings about aquifers now with the new, in our new aquifer light world? I still say no. Yeah, I still don't like aquifers. I, I can deal with them. I can deal with them, but they're just a pain in the ass, so. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> I just get annoyed by them, but I, maybe I should just learn to embrace them. Well, yeah, um, I have actually come around to, well, I can't really say anything positive about aquifers. So I, I'm not going to use the word enjoying, but I have been using them. I can't, I cannot deal with the heavy ones. They're, they're really a pain, but like a light aquifer is very much like a free drinking cistern. Mm -hmm. And then you, you usually get enough water to not only fill like a small cistern that you can dip in with a well uh, from your tavern. So you have always like clean drinking water from both your tavern and if you do it large enough from your hospital as well, which is just woo-wee. But you can maybe also do a dwarven cleaning station, you know, so like a small depression within your entrance hall and everybody has to go through basically like uh, two deep water and then they clean themselves. I mean... Yep. That's, that's pretty nice. Not that you usually need that. Yeah, I just am not very good at taming them when, I, when I'm building my stairways down, having to like go and build the walls. Like, uh. So I've, I've rolled us a place to start our new fortress, and I've managed to pick a place with no trees, so there will be no beds for anyone, which is fine. Nice. They, don't need to, they don't need beds. So Is it a bad land or just like a um, I think it's, it was supposed to be mirthful surroundings, but I don't think anyone's here. Well, here, alligator snapping turtle. Alligator snapping turtle, alligator. Pike. Well, that's okay. Hmm. No, no giant animals. It's not exactly the mirthful world that I was expecting, but anyway. And then we've got a waterfall, which is exciting. And it looks like something's fallen in the waterfall. I think it's got some blood there. So that's always exciting. And it was a turkey. Oh, nope. One of our dwarves. Everyone's dying in the waterfall. So that's. <laughs> okay, they're all throwing themselves into the waterfall. That so that's. So that's the end of that fortress. Thanks for playing, everybody. We're down three. So. That has to be that has to be a record yeah. for the fastest demise of a fortress I've ever seen. Do you think they were they were you looking at it? Spun up the fortress. <laughs> There's no trees. You spun up the world, the fortress, and you know, less than fifteen minutes into the podcast, it's already well, gone. We're done. Wow. <laughs> I don't really <laughs> know what amazing. happened there. That's all right. That's so amazing. That was that didn't work out for us. That's fine. We'll just try it again. Um, that's the spirit. I believe what happened is they one fell into the waterfall and everybody else tried yeah. to retrieve their items and because the waterfall was kind of small. You could sometimes see even twos in there. I think they believed it to be walkable and then they just got pushed off with the water. See, and then there's salt water. What are you going to do? These dumb dwarves. But salt water is okay. Like You have to pump it though to clean it, right? Well, it depends on where you're taking it. Uh, if you are on the coast, it just means like you have a coast. But uh, like the ponds or the rivers or light aquifers, they're still clean water. So it's still very much drinkable. Let's go. Ooh, yeah, settle on that. Settle on the small lake. Sure. It's pretty cool. I always do cornies. So, hey, Roland, I saw that you posted 
you posted that uh, message from neutral zero eight one four. We were talking about dragons a couple episodes ago. Neutral zero eight one four indicates that dragons cannot fly and are wingless. Which I heard about that. Yeah. Wow. It's you know I know that memory is not at all reliable. But I could swear that my dragon was flying around before he torched my forest. I'm hoping to f- run into another one, and I will very much take uh, take note. Maybe it was just my assumptions about dragons flying, and my brain has just scrambled things up. Yeah, that could be because we do tend to go for the the image of like the Western wyvern, you know, like. Uh... Like two wings and yep. two legs, and it can fly and can spew fire. Oh, yeah. yeah, every dragon in my head is Smaug the Magnificent. Yeah, well, that's the that's the mm-hmm. that's the archetype, isn't it? Oh, there's lots of that going on here. Looks like the hippos are killing us. All the hippos are going berserk. It would be. Was that an they, elephant? They they felled a tree on top of the hippo, and then it attacked them, and then they killed him. Oh, hippo! That's what I saw there. There are elephants here, so that's yeah. not great. I saw. I. No, it is great. Elephants are them? amazing because a you have unlimited meat per elephant. It's literally like two hundred fifty, three hundred fifty meat per elephant, and you can tame no, them into war that's animals. Something what? I didn't. I didn't realize they were war tameable. That's brilliant. I don't have to hack yep. anything to make that work. It just uh, just goes. That's what a delight this game is. <laughs> All right, I've got to turn your your screen off because I'm paying more attention to what you're playing than I am what we're. Yes, that see, this is what has happened here. <laughs> like, let's just look at what's going on here. Oh, let's see, they're all cutting down trees. Fascinating. Why is he doing that? I don't know. You must have auto auto chop turned on. Uh, no, I I, I set trees that I oh. wished to have chopped, and yet they've done that for me, which is kind of them. Um, what was our what was our uh, list of uh, topics? Um, so we were just talking about dragons. Yeah, so I wanted a dragon to come. That's why I've put this world so young because I thought, well, that's what they told me last time. That's what our people said. We can get dragons if we well cut it out. You know, it's yeah. still gonna take some time. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. But, so. but I thought the line went up. I, I don't <laughs> understand. It just goes up. It only goes one way. Sorry, wrong wrong world. Now let's judge your building skills, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I try something different every... And I watch people who are really competent at this and try to copy what they do to limited and varying degree success. Attention members and guests. Guildhall Administrator Brendan Poole invites all members of the Farmers Guild The Oaken Hall to visit the Lush Clam. Come to the Lush Clam to see demonstrations and receive knowledge of agricultural dwarven science. The Lush Clam is also the home to the Artifact Artist Altar, a Tanzanite cage. For more information, visit Brendan Poole at the Hall on the seventh level of Hatchet Romances. Hey, I watched the video with Zach and Tarn and Alexandra, ah. the Kit Fox games. Yeah, it was quite interesting. What did you learn? So, well, I learned that they seem optimistic that it's going to come out soon. Of course, uh, as they say, time is relative. Yeah, they said soon. So but, I was thinking 2023 release. Is that is that kind of what we're thinking still? No, I got the feeling that uh, that it was uh, much closer than that. 
they said things like we're about done. Um, everything sounded very positive on the progress, like they're getting close. Tarn, and here's, I, I jotted down a quote. Tarn said, this is an exciting, an exciting time to be a dwarfy person. All right. Uh, yeah, they, sounds like they've got just about everything done as far as fortress mode goes. And there's a, a couple of things that they skipped. Like uh, he needs to go in and create a screen for uh, custom naming your fortresses and your embark and things like that. But uh, yeah, they said they talked like it was pretty darn close. Bullish if true. Very yeah. Bullish. So I, I, I recommend everyone go out and watch the video. They talked uh, a little bit about boats. Okay. Uh, apparently Tarn has been reading some literature and some, some fiction that, I don't even know if it was fiction or not, but he's been reading about books. Was it Titanic? Because that seems like the type of book yeah, he might want to no. like. It seems like that book might read right up his alley. Well, it was well, a great start, it, but it, they it, failed. <laughs> it, it sank. I, I like this boat. Titanic well after the 1400 cutoff. Yes, exactly. So It is It is just slightly after that 1400's cutoff. So. They talked about a finish in the villain's arc. Talked about implementing a procedurally generated magic system. That sounds neat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Zach did note that the game is going to be a lot easier uh, just because the user interface apparently has improved uh, so, so much. You know what I want is for the dwarves to keep digging uh, even when they realize the stone is wet because it makes it really difficult to deal with aquifers when they have constantly uh, freeze what they're doing. Is wet tile detected? Um, there is a magic way of uh, dealing with that uh, using uh, thingamajig. Um, I thought it just didn't pause, but they don't dig the square, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you you can edit that in the raws to make sure that the game isn't pausing and specific uh, things anymore. However, will it? Oh, specific things. You mean it, you can determine the things that it does and does not pause for? Okay. Yes. 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 I have to look into that because there are some things you really as do want it to I'm pause. Aware. Yeah. If there's yeah. a were beast, yeah. you definitely want it to pause for that. Uh, I seem to have made a. That's <laughs> trying to cope with the aquifer in a, in a in a unique way, and I've accidentally made a pool here. So that hey, drinking water. That's, that's a thing. That's a thing that happened. So that's totally what I meant to do. Was to do. That's absolutely what I meant. to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's all about the confidence uh, that you exude. You can tell people. Yeah, I definitely, this is exactly definitely what I meant wanted. to dig that hole like I did. Yeah. So I guess I'll try to deal with this in my normal way, exciting way I was trying to deal with. Anywho, oh, Tarn also uh, mentioned putting a regenerate tag on forgotten beasts so they can grow back limbs. Oh, does that sound fun? That sounds oh, like God. a way to make something that was challenging more so. But that's an interesting mechanic. I think. Yeah, he talked like it wouldn't be hard to do. It is. Sure, it's not hard to do. It sounds hard to kill. Yeah. Forgotten beasts are have gotten surprisingly easy to deal with. So, That's I true. mean, you might lose a few dwarves whenever they have things like deadly dust or webs. But uh, if you send two squads that are, you know, relatively decently trained, then they're probably going to be able to take care of it. Hmm. Yeah. At least that's what I've found recently. That's the, that's the theory, isn't it? Yeah. The, the actual beast itself is not really that much of a problem anymore. And uh, even webs can be dealt with if you, I don't know, have terrible means of d- dispatching the, the enemy, like uh, 
militias, you know, if you clog up the enemy and then shoot at it with archers, it uh, works. Not that you should do that because uh, that's a terrible way of dealing with your dwarves, but um, it works. Well, I'm coming around to a different way of doing things here with my aquifer suppression peaks, which is the way I usually dig the stairwell and hope for the best. So what are you guys thinking now with the uh, with the release date based on what you heard in that interview? You thinking I think fall seems I think fall seems reasonable. Okay. And that's not a optimistic or pessimistic. No, that seems pessimistic. pragmatic. That seems reasonable. Yeah. Like it gives I think that's what the shit plenty for. of time to kind of get things done and yeah. well, I've never looked forward to fall before so much in my life. So that's great. The way it sounded to me is that they were wrapping up the things that they need to do before the before a release with without adventure mode and spend they'll probably spend the next uh, couple months smoothing things out that's just kind of the kind of the feeling that i thought that's right he's putting in all that code for nfts isn't he yeah i'm kidding i am very much kidding smash Bad the joke. television that they're watching on recording device that they're listening to this on i was kidding sorry NFTs are going to go the way of Java applets. Real audio. Remember that? Real <laughs> <Exactly>. audio. <laughs> Any takers on that one? Real? Yes. I recommend that anyone watches that video, though, because there are also some nice little Tarnisms and Zachisms. It was great seeing both Tarn and Zach in the video. Tarn did say that planting orchards are more likely than you think in the next 30 years. So within Wait. the next 30 years, he's well, going to implement oh, okay. the plan to, to, to grow orchards. <laughs> exactly. That's fantastic. So when I'm, you know, <laughs> by the time we're in our 80s, uh, then that's something to look forward to for sure. Grandkids. Then you might be actually orchard. able to plant a, a grove of apple trees. Well, here's the thing. That you can actually raise cool. that development in real time. So you can go out with an apple today that you picked up at the supermarket and go plant the seeds and see what comes up first. Your very own orchard. Joking. You will be harvesting uh, real I universe mean, apples probably before you harvest them and you're self-grown. You'll, you can harvest apples, sure. Right how now. about them apples? But, I thought that was going to be part. I mean, if you're insane enough, you can already do it in the game right now. It's It's possible. All you have to do is like clean a lot of land and just make sure that only specific trees are allowed to grow because you know we already have trees growing and if it's not the tree that you desire you just stomp the sapling before it can grow and if it's out of line you stomp the sapling and just wait until you have like a like a apple tree sapling growing and then boom orchard wow you talk about micromanagement that sounds like the way that i'm gonna play this fortress that's all these guys are gonna do is they're just gonna be they're going to be orchardists. What's, a, what's an orchardist called? I guess, <laughs> farmer, I guess, is the word we have for that in English. Gatherer. Gatherer. But there's a cultivar. Is that, no, that's the type of thing. I, I don't know. Somebody's probably listening grows fruit trees. Finally, did get an explanation, though, from the primary source of why elves eat the their enemies. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Really? Because they're delicious? Is that... Why? No, Zach said, and this is part of the elven naturalistic tendencies, elves eat their enemies, and this is a direct quote, because they don't want to waste the meat. Yes. That makes them somehow worse in my eyes. 
Yep, I really hate them. Well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to farm elves for this for this particular fortress. Farm elves? Okay, but can we can we can we farm <laughs> um, them for pets and meat? But but hold on, that implies the fact that the elf actually does not enjoy the whole fact of eating you. Um, he just does it because he feels obligated to not waste your meat. So uh, automatically I have a picture of like several elves on a battlefield strewn around corpses, eating them while crying because they hate what they're doing, but they have to do it because it's like they're oh, just thrifty. No, I don't know. Uh, how about that know. one? No, don't um, let him go to waste. Let's get him off the field. Oh, very good. You can you can very much enjoy something that uh, is obligatory. I guess it's like, you know, when there's the last few chips left in the packet and you don't really want to eat the crumbs at the bottom because they're sort of greasy and they're smaller and they don't taste quite as good, but you also don't want to just throw them in the garbage. That's what I think is good. Oh, my. Yeah, my well, part is but the there's the a oh, huge here. difference. Yeah, but there is a huge difference between, like, crumbs at the bottom of the of the package and eating sentient creatures because you killed them within a war. Uh, I guess it depends so. on the chips, but yeah. The IKEA has stolen one of our picks. Also, Tekka just said, uh, isn't Roland the one who said elves are just pitiful creatures? I don't remember that quote. Please quote me that, but the exact timestamp. I could see him farming them like cattle. Now, you're yeah. just being... That is defamation. Farming them like cattle. Yeah, why not? I don't, you know, farm these guys like cattle. I don't know if you can get them to reproduce them. Yeah, Um, that's true. Let's let's say that you cage a male and a female elf and you lock them into a a dungeon room together. I'm I'm not sure that they're ever going to reproduce. Well, I mean, why actually not? Because I sometimes do it with the troglodytes, and they're also sentient creatures within the game, so you can't really uh, eat their meat or use their products or bones or whatever. Oh, I see dark times um, ahead for and- uh, for a Roland fortress. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Hang on, <laughs> no, I'm no, getting I, the I, idea. I okay, <laughs> um, so <laughs> just uh, fill the, fill the uh, chamber with some, I don't know, some wine, some straw mats, and some Enya music, and. I don't know. That should do it for the elves, right? <laughs> <laughs> that'll, set the, that'll set the mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all you have to do is put the elves in there. They they cannot work. They cannot do anything. They can only sleep on the floor and socialize. Uh, um, Enya's not going to do it. Make it, hmm. you know, Marvin Gaye. <laughs> well, they're elves. That's yeah, why I was thinking Enya would be it's their kind of thing. They like crystals and stuff, don't they, elves? Aren't there any elves in my world? Hang on. Attention members and guests, Hall Administrator Bloodtoes requests all members of the Gloved Company to attend the upcoming demonstration of weaving by talented weaver Eurist Melbelkatten on the 12th of Obsidian. This exhibition will be presented at noon at the Guildhall The Creation of Fortifying. Contact Bloodtoes for more information at the Guildhall on Level 7 of Hatchet Romances. Yeah, we were supposed to talk about elves this episode because that was the last, uh, the last segment of the "What is weird about Dwarf Fortress?" the "What the heck is Dwarf Fortress anyway?" series of episodes. So, is there anything else interesting besides the fact that elves grow their weapons? That's weird. Well, you know, I think that they secretly carve the weapons and just call them grown. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. My, my sword grew into that sharp edge. I mean, um, we, we do have to establish the fact that the elves within, uh, this game are not like Tolkien-esque elves, like snobby, intelligent and well-dressed and have like magic powers and live forever. I mean, we have some overlap with that. Um, they are snobby, yes, but uh, I I will not call them very smart because the elves and Tolkien actually know a lot of things because they're A, really old, and B, they have been through a lot of things, so they know quite a, some stuff. And um, the elves that we have here are just like, it's it's like Kevin, but he, he dresses in weird clothing, bark, and sings to right. trees. Uh, so I refrain from so you calling think them sort of like intelligent. Idiocracy you know, version of elves. You know the thing is. You mean they died out? Elves in Tolkien always annoyed me. Anyway, they were just so much better than everybody else. Oh yeah, we've been we've been here forever. We have the we have the the undying lands. I yeah, thought the one great. that was uh, you guys just don't understand, you mortals. I thought the the one from Lord of the Rings that was the the you know the the one that's Mister Anderson or whatever you know what i'm talking about that guy yeah elrond yeah that, that, that's the guy yeah i thought he was supposed to be like the cool guy or if i just totally well i think he was totally miscast i never did like uh um Hugo weaving as as really? uh, as elrond no from the books you know i read the books long before i saw the movie and from the books i saw elrond as being a, you know a beautiful specimen of of elvendom that sounded weird i never got the feeling that Elrond was particularly bitter in the in, when, from reading the books. So you feel like, and the character of Elrond was was a bit of a jerk. I thought in in the, in the movies. Really? Well, okay, fair enough. I could not have read the book before the film. Why not? That was just not. It was just not possible for my age. You know, you were um, reading Tolkien at age three. However, right? I mean the first real book that I read was at age seven and that was a damn brown book but it's about the right level uh, I mean to be fair you you can watch movies way way earlier and uh, maybe you know the the whole Tolkien saga is not child friendly enough but anyway uh, I I liked him but okay okay we're we're derailing we're now talking about actors but I'm just saying that um like Tolkien elves are very different from Dwarf Fortress elves and maybe we wouldn't have to talk about actors if we get a release of Dwarf Fortress soon (laughs) Dwarf Fortress the movie I uh I'm still and it's just I think I've smoothly this 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 fortress here because I think uh I I didn't prioritize getting these guys food soon enough thinking that i might have a little bit longer than i do to get that sorted out but um yeah, I, I think i'm about some to plants do that if you can. hey ho the dario they're gonna die soon. um what else can can one say about these these dwarf order selves uh, right i mean they they are very very much immortal uh, they don't have a max age meaning that they just continue living and the only reason why any elf would ever die is because he met a violent end. 
So, so that is that is a big overlap with Tolkien, where they also are also like really old and never really die. And even if they, even if they die, they they kind of don't. Yeah, they're very very. Uh, I would say overly protective of the trees. Yeah, which is weird. Obsessively protective of the trees. Yeah, and and they also live in trees, which is, uh, in my opinion, the biggest difference between. Like the Tolkien That's elves right. and the dwarf elves. Oh, no, no, elves no, no. Uh, the, the Lorien, all of the elves in Lorien lived in the trees. Yeah, but they had towns and trees. Yeah, but that is more like a regional thing because you also had other elves that definitely built. And yeah, yeah. But there were also some elves that built boats. Mm hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the, the Tolkien elves were very much seafaring. Yes, yes. That is obviously to his, due to his lack of, uh, you know, the, the open water. But fair, we don't actually have boats in Dwarf Fortress. Uh, but even though I don't actually see our Dwarf Fortress elves ever building any boats yeah. because they would need to sing the boat into existence. And yes, I, I have this weird thing in my head where they just sing to trees and the morphs. Uh, I, just my my fantasy niche but uh, they would kind of need to grow a boat which to me sounds kind of <laughs> ridiculous because imagine how long just a normal chair or a normal sword takes to grow into the actual sword that's years you know what but now do it with the whole boat 70 million over infinity is still zero yep can't argue that. So if they're immortal, then if it takes if it takes a thousand years to grow their boats, so be it. I got a thousand years. I yeah. I mean, yeah, no, definitely. I'm I'm just saying that uh, if we start like what generation, you won't see any elven boats yeah. until like you hit level 125 and you have the first like canoes. And and if you you go like ten thousand years into the future. You suddenly have like elves having actual water boats, while the dwarfs already built their spaceships and leave your planet for another one. So you have definitely added to my mental image of elves with the idea of an elf sitting out in the woods singing to a tree so that it can make a chair. I like that. Yeah, I don't even know where that came <laughs> I don't from. Either, but it's great. Um, it's a great. But it is it, a good image. I, it makes me not want to kill them as much now. I'm, I'm feeling softer suddenly. <laughs> but that's I think I've always thought of Dwarf Fortress elves as kind of the wood elves though uh, from Tolkien's more like the wood elves than the than the the Eldar or whatever they call them the ones that that came from the Undying West. See, I'm I'm totally hmm. good with okay, fair. all of the elves. I just what I don't like is when they start getting um crotchety about me needing to um like not cut down the trees. I need beds chastise me for that this new world that i've started up the elves i guess are at war with my civilization because i've never had a caravan i think i've had like three years so far no caravans but i have been attacked by them i think that we must be at war i haven't checked hmm. it was an easy attack to repel Hey, did y'all see that uh, video from Krug Smash about the dwelve game the dwelve. i watched that video <laughs> the delve game. i watched it what did you think yeah 
I'm going to buy that. Yeah, I am too. I'm going to buy that. that it looked did. Cool. It looked really neat. I, I didn't end up watching the whole thing. I did, yeah. But I enjoyed it. It was fun. I, I think it'll be cool to see how it plays out. Did Have you bought it yet? Or are you I watched the whole video, and I will not spoil how the... For being honest, I, I fell asleep. It was great. Yeah, I put it on my watch list. I enjoyed the idea. Yeah, so I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy that. Hopefully by the time we uh, have our next episode, uh, we will have a report on the playthrough. That sounds really cool. Yeah, I yeah, looked fun. Definitely fit his art. What I thought was cool about it, it yeah, it very much goes along with Krug Smash's art style. That whole game, it's basically a 2D ant farm kind of randomly generated sort of building out of a fortress. And I've seen Krug Smash videos before, and it's some of my favorite artistic ones of him where he, I think that he was talking about other things, but in the meantime, it's showing him drawing a 2D representation of a dwarf fortress fort and drawing the the caverns and the different rooms and workshops as the the fortress delve deeper and deeper yeah. so this game really does match up with that kind of a uh, aesthetic yeah and it like, sounds like you can buy cool. it straight from her website yeah in a pdf yeah. form or apparently she's we'll link to it in the show got notes. something really cool that you can purchase to to down that, that basically something you can purchase yeah you can purchase it or you can download the digital version yeah like she's got a really a very day. cool yeah. It, it, anyway, sounds sounds really cool. Yep. Looking forward to to playing with that. It's time again for Memorial Gardens. Brought to you at this time by Lucas, Lord Warden of the Hatchet Romances Memorial Hall. This is an exceptional mica memorial to Lena Inevitamame. The slab reads, In memory of Lena Inevitamame, went missing in the year 8. This is a superior quality saltpeter memorial to Dodok Mamuzastoth. The slab reads, In memory of Dodok Mamuzastoth, Suffocated in the year eight. Hatchet Romances Memorial Hall brings you this service as communicated by Lord Warden Lucas Kinem Rosh. Boy, I wish that they would uh, have some some new fortress content because it's getting harder and harder to make things up to talk about. Yeah, only until fall. We're going to get there. (laughs) I think, um, you know, what I'm thinking is trying to set out on, I'm wondering about this as an idea. We give ourselves some constraints and then we try to cooperatively, collaboratively get to it while we talk about things so in this particular fortress that i've got we could always try to play through it and um, figure out what we want to do with it as you watch me make a dog's dinner of it all maybe until the release you know let's play kind of content wouldn't be the worst thing in the world could be kind of a fun way to i was actually listening to a, a this is old because i don't think it's current anymore but a doom podcast where they were actually playing uh wad on audio podcast 
where you don't see it. You're just hearing them play and hearing the two, the, the hosts talk about playing the wad. And it actually was quite entertaining because I have played Doom so many times. I, I In my mind's eye, I could already see kind of what they were talking about. So maybe audio of a let's play isn't the worst thing in the world. I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm kind of, I think we could figure it out and uh, we could try to set goals for ourselves that seemed very difficult. Um, so how about this? Why don't we have our next episode be another one of the, uh, another one of the adventure mode live streams. Okay. Because the topics have been becoming less and less organic. Yeah, well, I think we're kind of running on fumes because there's there's not a whole lot of new stuff to talk about. I really do appreciate the way that they, Adamses, are being so forthcoming about the development progress. I think that has made the long wait more, um, I think it's just made it feel better somehow. And um, I appreciate that. That's pretty cool. But I think there's some really foundational stuff I would love to start to get a better sense on how it all works. Mm-hmm. You know, things like what, what Roland was talking about. Could you actually make a, an orchard that you could farm? See if that's possible. <laughs> oh, or or okay. we could uh, yeah. try to just be a, a passive cheese fortress. Or we could go try to visit the circus and survive it. Like, there's all kinds of things that I think we could try to do or build an ice. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm wondering if any of those things would be amusing for everyone who wants to join us and try to do this with us. That could be quite interesting as well. The unfortunate part about that though, is it uh, not that I mind putting time into the podcast, but it does would take a significant amount of off air time to manipulate your world, to try to generate a, a, you know, an orchard that is going to take probably 15 game years before you would see a, uh, a result. Way to, <laughs> way to keep them hooked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would swallow a lot of time. Yeah. That's right, gang. We'll 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 experiment. You know, we'll we'll have to have to kind of play it by ear, but yeah, yeah. Let's let's plan on if it's okay with you guys, and unless our our audience has an uproar saying no, we refuse to allow you to do a audio let's play. Let's do that that thing we did with uh, adventure mode. That we oh did last yeah, time. should we uh, do that? Yeah, that was a that was a heck of a lot of fun. Um, well, I can always pop us into adventure mode right now, and I think that the audio of it would be intriguing it'll be experimental so listeners uh let us know what you think so what um what directions were driven by the you remember when that question went out to the community do you want us to like focus on a fortress release or do everything or and leave adventure for later or how did that ever get resolved or did it or are we still sort of thinking about things yeah there was amazingly little response right (laughs) i got a response that was like I was like, I think you should absolutely focus on the fortress. And we're like, oh, that's not what we're asking. And I was like, well, well, I thought it was what you were asking. Or it's like, should we do mods? And I was like, yeah, do mods. I think they're like, that'll take five minutes. And I'm like, okay, great. Then uh, do it. (laughs) It sounds great. We should definitely have mods. I'm glad it's not going to be hard. (laughs) It's kind of weird. But yeah, I think mods would be awesome too. Oh, that was years ago. Yeah. I'm thinking something else. Um, Yeah. I still haven't ever modded anything. I've doodled around with some of that stuff, but haven't done too much. Roland, I feel like you're the you're the modder. Uh, uh, no, no, sir, no, sir. I mean, I dabbled. I made uh, a three-eyed raven, if I remember correctly, that had like a paralyzing gaze that was terrible. 
terrible, I tell you. And I made like a funny adventurer class race thing. It, it, that that was buggy because I tried to make an adventurer that was basically like a god so I could like test some things out in the world. It didn't work because I just assumed I could make his steel, uh, his skin uh -huh. out of steel so no weapon could penetrate him. But ultimately, uh, his body would just continue to collapse under the weight. So I also had to make his bones out of a really strong material. And then he just became like extremely, really slow. And when I wanted him to fly, he was even slower. <laughs> <laughs> the way it goes. Oh, hey, before we get done here today, I did want to mention that Tech had released his fifth video in his five-part series of advanced military interaction with Dwarf Fortress. And I think that Tekken has now produced what could be called the definitive tutorial series on Dwarf Fortress military. It is really, really good. Oh, good. This yes. is yes. what it, I want to spend my afternoon sense. doing now. I've, I've realized like that the first, the part one of that, when I watched it, I was like, finally, somebody has made sense of all of this and in a very clear yes. way. It is incredibly good. Yeah. So, and I think what makes it so good is that, that he's focusing on, he's making it a five part series because it needs that much and each, yeah, they're just really good videos. So yeah. Hey, Tekken says it only took months. So we're not just blowing smoke here, Tekken. We know that you're no, watching, good. but yeah, that's it's, not it's why. Really good. <laughs> it's really good content. Um, I hope that uh, everyone um, listens to it. Oh, so in the military screen, and because I've not got it in front of me now, it's really hard to describe. But there is a thing that says whenever you're training to require a certain number of dwarves. And it absolutely didn't mean what I thought it meant. So I had always dropped my require this many dwarves to, to, uh, uh, to train. I had always dropped it down to require only like four dwarves to train because I thought that that meant that if you didn't have four dwarves at a time training, then they wouldn't train. Yeah. And, Tekken actually explained what it meant, and I don't remember what it meant, but it, I do know that it was something <clears> that uh, it didn't require them. So, yeah, it says he doesn't actually require that many, that minimum is a misleading word. So okay. I've stopped doing that, and I've been fine. All right, I'm going. Turns out when they weren't training before, it was for other reasons, like I didn't set the, the squad to active slash training. That's a big one that I often sure forget is. to do. I often forget to set them to active yeah. training. Oh, yeah, they won't so do I'm like, well, why aren't you stupid idiots utilizing this barracks I made for you? Because it's beautiful. I used a freaking artifact armor stand for you. Get in there and train. And it's because I didn't set them to active training. Well, oh. that, that happens to the best of us. Yeah, it's a it's a very complex thing. And you need a checklist like, like landing the freaking Apollo lander. It ain't easy. Check, check. Check, check. And that's the kind of things that are in the tech and military videos that make them really, really cool. And plus, they're just really well made and, and has a great, clear speaking voice. And uh, yeah, I will stop drooling over Tekken's videos. Yeah, now. they're excellent. I uh, highly recommend if you haven't seen them to not sleep on it. Go check them out. I have also started using the orders system 
from the individual workshops, not from the manager screen, but from the individual workshops. So that has stopped me from overproducing chairs, tables. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a really good thing to do. I'm not very good at um, using it's. I often find that I don't have time. I I want to use it before I have a spare dwarf. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. just use the like, the cheap one, the one that's built into the. The one that's built in the, oh my God, my brain. Um, I tend to just use yeah. the, um, put it on repeat. Yeah. I just put it on repeat. The, the DF hack. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. Thank you. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this wrap episode up. up before we get just too far in the weeds and, uh, happy mother's day. All you mothers out there. We're recording on mother's day. Um, which is a holiday made by the greeting cards industry. In, to sell America, pieces of cardboard, in, but yay. If you are, <laughs> but it's always good to say uh, hi, in a mom. different country, you do not need to panic. <laughs> so there's always <laughs> like, uh, there's the British Mother's Day. And so you'll look around and people will say it's Mother's Day. And there will be collective sense of panic around as people realize that, the, that they've put them on different days, I think, deliberately. And that sense of panic just tells you that the marketing worked. Exactly. All right, guys. Perfect. Next time we will we'll 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 do some out of band communications about how we're going to do the uh, do the the adventure. Yeah, we'll play. figure that out. Yeah, I think we should do that next time. It'll be fun. It will be Something smooth and professional as you've come. To. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. Surely. All right, guys. All right, see ya. Everybody out there. Happy fortressing. Happy fortressing. Bye. See ya. This has been the Dwarf Fortress Roundtable Podcast. You can find all our past episodes at dfroundtable.com. Stop by and leave a message or suggestion in the comments section for this episode. While you're there, you can subscribe to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable or find us in the podcast service of your choice. You can find video content on our YouTube channel, and you can send us an email at urist at dfroundtable.com. That's U-R-I-S-T at dfroundtable.com. Please consider donating to the creators of Dwarf Fortress at Bay12Games.com. If you'd like to help support this podcast, you can find us at patreon.com slash dfroundtable. This is a conversational podcast. All craft swordship is of the highest quality.